0: Sports documentary fatigue is setting in, the NFL is deepening its ties in Europe, the NBA has new rules to keep its stars on the court, and we have Eli Manning on later in the show. It's Friday, September 15th. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. We may have hit peak Netflix documentary series. Joining me now to discuss is Front Office Sports newsletter co-author David Rumsey. Welcome, David. Hey, Owen. So you've been looking into this Netflix fatigue phenomenon. Obviously, we hit had the Netflix boom of Drive to Survive, Now we've got Quarterback. We've also got Full Swing and uh, Breakpoint, the tennis one. Uh, but w- what are you seeing as you kind of look into this further?
1: Right. I mean, you kind of think 2023 has been the year of sports documentaries almost. So many new ones coming out on Netflix. Full Swing following the PGA Tour, Breakpoint following tennis, um, one following... Uh, Tour de France, you have quarterback debuting this season with Patrick Mahomes following NFL quarterbacks. It's like everybody wants their own Netflix series, right? But then it's kind of like, wait, do they? Because now season two of Full Swing is finishing up filming and they're not going to have full access to Team USA at the Ryder Cup, which is something they kind of pride themselves on, getting really behind the scenes inside the ropes. Um, And then you look at season two of Quarterback, the hit Netflix series, from Peyton Manning that we mentioned. And they're struggling to find participants for uh, season two. Peyton Manning admitted that himself in an interview last week. And uh, players like um, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, have said that they don't want to do it this year. So it's kind of like, what's going on here? Does not everybody want a Netflix show anymore?
0: Right. I mean... I, I felt like there were so many, once Drives to Survive became a thing, it felt like every league wanted wanted that because it did such amazing things for F1. It went from this kind of like more niche European thing to like the next hot thing in the States and kind of all over. Um, and so everyone was like, yeah, we we want one of those, please. Um, But yeah, now maybe um, maybe it's agents, maybe it's leagues, maybe it's the players themselves are saying, you know know what, like maybe don't follow me into the locker room or like, you know, maybe like don't don't watch us while we're practicing. I could see it being both a strategic thing, um, a contract negotiations thing or just a privacy thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think privacy is a big part of that. I think a lot of players don't want to let people behind the scenes. You know, we had Travis Kelsey on front office sports today. Ahead of the NFL season. And he kind of said the same thing about, you know, it's a lot of work to let somebody in behind the scenes, let those cameras and he kind of commended Patrick Mahomes for handling it so well in, in the quarterback series. And he said the same about his brother, Jason Kelsey for the new Amazon documentary that's coming out following him. He's like, wow, it's impressive that these guys open up so much. But to his point, not everybody wants to do it. And you're seeing that now with the, in the NFL, with the PGA Tour series, and it's kind of happening that way.
0: And because there are so many of these series, it's not as special anymore. It used to be that if it was about you, then you get this unique look that you don't get at other players. Now, with all these series and, you know, with social media, obviously, uh, where anyone can broadcast themselves as much as they choose to, it's not unique in the same way to get that behind-the-scenes look.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. And I guess we should note, you know, not everybody is pushing Netflix away. NASCAR is going to be filming a Netflix series during their playoffs here this fall. So it's just kind of an ebb and flow, I think. Even f one uh, drive to survive, you know, Max Verstappen didn't participate one season because he didn't like how it was going, how it was portraying him, and then he came back. So I think it's about finding the right mix and balance of, portraying the league or the series or the athlete in the right way. And then also not, uh, not pushing, pushing it too much, not uh, overloading people with too much content
0: right yeah and, and right people have to be motivated in some way we just had mike tolan on who is an executive produce, producer of the last dance and they were sitting on that footage for 20 years because they couldn't convince michael jordan to to go ahead with it um you know of course they gave him you know the ability to green light or not uh, obviously it's a much better series because he had, was a full participant. Um, but yeah, he had to be convinced that, you know, there's a whole generation that never saw you play. Yeah. As there are more and more of these series, it becomes like, a yeah, there may be less, less drawing you than there once was, you know, in the early days of hard knocks and in the drive to survive. Boom.
1: Exactly. And there's, to your point, there's so much social content out there. If you're an NFL team, you're producing these hard knock style documentaries during training camp. There's just so much content out there. It's hard to differentiate yourself. And Netflix does it better than almost anybody. But even after a while, if you have five, six seasons of something, I think it can still get fall on a flat ears.
0: Yeah, absolutely. David Rumsey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Owen. The NFL has named Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as its official home in the UK and will play at least two games there every year through the 2029-2030 season. The league is also going to keep playing games in other Premier League stadiums and Germany. Maybe you're thinking, do people in Germany care about the NFL? And the answer is, yeah, they don't just know the NFL, they know John Denver. Last year, around 70,000 fans sang country roads at an NFL game in Munich. Now there are rumblings that American football could be coming to Madrid as soon as next year. But a few games overseas each year is not necessarily the endgame here. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has said he's open to a permanent team in Europe. And if you're doing that, you might as well have a whole European division. With each game overseas, it gets easier to imagine a couple of teams in the UK, maybe one or two in Germany, Spain, maybe France. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium's design took inspiration from NFL stadiums, and one day it might become one. Over to the NBA. Have you ever thrown on a Clippers game only to find out that they're resting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard or gone to a Celtics game and they're not playing Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Well, the NBA is sick of teams doing that, and it wants to make as many billions of dollars as it can in its next set of media deals. So the league is making changes that may have some players hoping that they don't get named to the All-Star team. If you have been an all-star or an all-NBA player in the last three years and you're healthy, your team can be fined for resting you in nationally televised games and mid-season tournament games, which are going to be a thing starting this coming season. And if your team has two players who meet that description, you can't rest both of them on the same day. But the rules don't apply to the king. There are exceptions for players who have a substantial injury history, are at least 35 on opening night, or have played at least 1,000 games or 34,000 minutes. And all of that is true of LeBron James. Up next, I spoke to Eli Manning, who is not interested in being the Jets' new quarterback, but is taking his first real plunge into fantasy football. We talked about that, and he weighed in on the turf versus grass debate. That conversation is coming up next. Very excited to be joined now by the one and only Eli Manning. Welcome, Eli. Oh, thank you. Glad to be on. Yeah, great to have you. So um, week one was suboptimal for the Giants, but how are you feeling about the team this year?
2: Uh, yeah, obviously week one didn't go uh, as planned. That was a tough one, and but I still, still feel good about the team. I think they... Uh, have a quality roster, good players at, at key positions and I think, you know, they'll bounce back. I think sometimes there's a little wake up call just saying, hey, you know, we had a good year last year, but it's not gonna be automatic. You can't just show up and, and good things happen. We gotta earn it. We gotta work, work harder and smarter and and uh, I think they'll they'll do that and, and bounce back this week. Maybe this happens
0: every year. And I just forgot, but I felt like a lot of really good players were really rusty because they weren't, you know, most of the stars didn't play much or at all during the preseason. Is that just unavoidable? Should like there be some kind of change to so that people are actually
2: more in in NFL form for week one? Uh, I think they, I mean I think it you know happened a little bit obviously Joe Burrow hadn't practiced he's been injured for the last month and so um, you know playing in a rain game it was, you know just you know maybe yeah, a little rusty just wasn't on that's just you know sometimes that just happens in football and everybody's so excited and expect you to come out and, and play your best and in the first game I think is always the hardest because you don't know what the defense is going to do. You don't know what changes they've made. There's some new players. You don't know what their scheme. They have new different defensive coordinators. And you're like, what, you know, what are they going to do? And so it's very unscouted and you can, you know, get into some bad situations, have some bad plays, um, because of that but i think you know all, all these all these guys are so talented a lot of these quarterbacks that you know didn't have their best first game um you know get that out of the way make some adjustments and, and they'll get back on track quickly yeah
0: so you're playing fantasy football this year and i understand you're using watson which is an a ibm ai technology better known for synthesizing medical research uh how's that been going for you
2: it's been going well, a little, little you know, new to fantasy football, so I need all the help I can get. And that's why I have an IBM and Watson and using AI to help me analyze all the data that's going on, help me with my draft. But now uh, as the season's going on, um, you know, helps has the trade analyzer, which, you know, you know, trade grades, which grades, you know, all the trades that you can propose. Make sure you're getting a great deal now. The new feature this year with the waiver grades. So uh, it goes through your team with the waiver wire insights. Uh, a lot of people might be, you know, need it this week if they've lost a quarterback or Aaron Rodgers on your team. And now you got to hit the waiver wire, find a new quarterback that fits best with your team, uh, understands the league, understands the, the scoring. And so as you're going through that, um, you know, also the boom bust on certain players. So it helps you really set your. Uh, your team each and every week, who would be the best people to play, uh, analyze trades, help you with the waiver wire. So it really gives you, you know, the best advantage to make sure you get the best team out there. Yeah. Better living through technology. Uh, Who's your QB? Uh, My QB is uh, Josh Allen. So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't help me out much uh, this, this week, but uh, he's, you know, been, been, you know, a great quarterback and uh, enjoy watching him play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that is a solid pick. Um, assuming week one was an
2: aberration. Um, uh, and can I ask what is the name of your team? Uh, what is the name of my team? Um, that's a good, that's a good question. I think it's, uh, uh, old, old giants, like old Miss and then nice.
0: Um, uh, anyone else in the league that, that I might've heard
2: of um, I don't think so. So you know, kind of, I'm in several leagues and using using IBM and Watson for all of them. So I have one with kind of IBM. I have one with just my pals, and like my, my daughter uh, is on is on my team. We kind of did it with some of her classmates, and and the dads or moms uh, joined. So that one's that one's fun. Uh, she did not use uh, Watson as much. She was like, she's like, I want these three players. She's like, I want Josh Allen. I want Tyreek Hill and I want Mahomes. I'm like, we shouldn't get two good quarterbacks. Like, that's like a waste of a pick. She's like, well, this is what I want. So we got to get them. So I'm like, all right, your your world. Uh, so she, I kind of let her, um, you know, uh, be do some of the picking and we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you ended up with Mahomes and Allen, I feel like, Something good's gonna happen there. At least you can swing a trade yeah. or something.
2: Exactly, yeah. but using them, you know, early, early in the draft process, it probably wasn't great to, you know, do, do your third pick for another quarterback it wasn't maybe the wisest move. But yeah, that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you live and you learn. Um, so yeah, you, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier. Uh, obviously, devastating for for the Jets and their fans and everyone involved. Let me just get your reaction to that whole situation.
2: Yeah, just, just uh, unfortunate on a lot of fronts uh, for, you know, feel for Aaron. You know, obviously, worked worked really hard uh, to, you know, come to the Jets, come into a new place, learn a new system, get used to everything. And then and then it, you know, uh, ends so quickly, which, you know, it's one thing to get injured and then it's one thing to rupture your Achilles where you've you got to miss a whole year. And so, um, you know, feel for the Jets and, and, and everything. But, you know, I was happy, happy for Zach Wilson to get in there, have it come – comeback victories at a, a tough time here in New York and know what that's like having a tough time in, in New York as a young quarterback. And so it's happy that he could you know bounce back and, and have a big game and, and get him that win. So the NFLPA
0: PA um, came out with a statement pretty quickly saying it's time to get rid of turf, make every field grass. You played on turf, you know, at least in your home games, your whole career. Um, do you feel like, you know, that's, that's the move that, you know, that, that it's time to do this?
2: I don't. I mean, I. I I don't. I don't think so. I think the turf, you know, it gives you a reliable field all the time. Especially when you get these stadiums, you know, the Giants played in that same stadium on Monday night in a big rainstorm. If like you played that game, and you had to play another game, the you know on Monday night and on the same field, it would be ripped up and and muddy and wet and, and all messed up anyway. So I think. Um, it, it it eliminates that it, you always have a clean surface. It's not to be you know it's not to be a factor. And unfortunately, uh, I don't think I don't you know the the turf didn't have a a uh, a factor in that injury last night. Yeah okay um, um and you you mentioned
0: Zach Wilson. If the if the Jets were you know thinking about getting another QB, um, anyone that uh, on your mind for a potential Rodgers replacement?
2: I don't. I, I think. I think they go. They got to stay with with Zach Wilson. He's he's guy has been there, a number of years. He was there all training camp, learning this new system, putting it in. Got to kind of watch Aaron and, you know, how he conducts himself, how he does the signals, how he does everything to get this team prepared. And so he had to be just as prepared. So I think he's their best option. Uh, for him just to take take the uh, take the you know take the lead on this and, and be the quarterback. um uh-huh.
0: So you you didn't uh, you know do an extra workout or anything once <laughs> you got the news. <laughs> no, well, <about> um, <laughs> um, cool. and just uh, generally, what, what are you excited about, uh, just, you know, watching this season? You know, what are you looking forward to?
2: you know that's i think the great thing about the nfl is that each year it's it's um it's different there might be hey a couple of the top teams in kansas city and and you know you know might be in the playoffs or you know still be one of the great teams but besides that it's a lot of turnaround it's you know teams that didn't make the playoffs are now in the playoff hunt and so there's so many good teams you can make you can make Uh, A big change and go from a you know very mediocre team to one of the better teams in a year by just adding a few players and free agency. So I think um, that's the exciting point. Just you know, just to see who is who's going to be the kind of the new team, who's going to be the hot team this year that's going to get into the playoffs and make a run. Yeah.
0: The Giants were—I mean, one of a bunch of teams that had a a dispute with their running backs. You know, whether it be over a current contract or just kind of the general state of affairs. You know, Saquon was—you know—obviously such a key part of their offense. Do you have a feel for you know what's going on there, or how things should shake out if if, um, they can kind of find some peace there?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I think Saquon played it, played the, played it correctly, and I think his his best move was to, hey, sign, come back, be the be the running back for the Giants, be the good guy. Hey, he's so well liked in, a, in this community around New York, and and so to finish your career and hopefully in in New York will be, you know, so beneficial for him. I know some of these other other running backs and other spots. Uh, are holding out and, and not signing, but it's, it's still about, you got to get out there on the field. You got to go play. Um, you got to understand what the market is and, and it is what it is. And so it's still, it's still a lot of money. It's still, you know, they're very blessed and we're going to have a great career and a great life and should make enough that it should last them a, a lifetime. And so, um, you know, it is, you just got to understand this is what's going on. Receivers are getting paid more tight ends are getting paid more. Offensive linemen are getting paid more. Um, and just that running back position, which used to get, you know, one of the most highly paid isn't, isn't getting paid as much.
0: Yeah. I feel like it it is, you know, we're, we're reaching this point in this longer term shift that where the game is moving more and more toward passing and, um, you know, whether you can disrupt the quarterback or help the quarterback. Um, did you
2: feel that during your career? Could you see that, that kind of long shift coming? You saw it. You, yeah, you, you saw it. You saw it coming and just uh, the game had changed and, and now it's more shotgun and it's more passing and short passing game and, um, you know, being, you know, getting explosive plays. And so quarterbacks are more accurate. And and I think that's just led to, you know, it's it's easier to spread them out and, and find find, you know, find guys open than it is to you know find running lanes. And so that's just the, the way the game has evolved. Yeah,
0: and do you see new evolutions coming? I mean, one that seems to be—I mean, you just mentioned—is the the short passing game. You still see some long bombs here and there, but it feels like it's all about that like seven to fifteen range right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about getting the ball out quickly, and the, and those those are becoming the runs, or it's running, it's you know screens, receiver screens, and and get the lineman out blocking in front of the receiver. So find ways to get the ball into your playmakers' hands. Without holding the ball for three seconds, you know, that ball is coming out in, in two in two seconds, and and those become your runs and just finding finding easy completions and um and then you know taking your taking your shots or taking your longer throws, um you know it's usually more play action, more more you know bringing tight ends to block, and so you have more time to sit back there and take the three three and a half seconds to get the ball down the field. And of course, you've got your your
0: show with the Giants. Um, what you got planned for this this season?
2: Yeah, I have some great, great guests, uh, you know, Lindsay Vaughn and some, some other uh, athletes um, and, you know, entertainers uh, in the business. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of fun doing it with my buddy, Sean O'Hara, who's my center. Uh, I feel like we have, the, uh, you know, a similar um, kind of uh, relationship as I do with my brother. We can both, you know, get on each other, make fun of each other, call each other out if we make mistakes, we laugh about it, not sensitive about it. So uh, having a lot of fun doing that. All right. Very cool.
0: Eli Manning, thanks so much for joining us on the show. All right. Thanks so much. That is it for today. If you're not subscribed, hit that button. You won't regret it. We have big news and great interviews every weekday. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you on Monday.